great day, amazing human. Welcome to the Empowered In My Skin podcast, where our mission is to help 1 billion people in this world think in more empowering ways. Empower humans, empower humans. So you are in the right spot to become a lead domino for empowerment today. My name is Inke Chi. I'm not only your host, but I am a vibrant optimist obsessed to bring you empowering content with each episode. We will be bringing you content alternating between longer episodes with feature guests and shorter episodes called Empowering Bites, where I'll be joined by my co-host, Gabby Mamone. So if you're ready, let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Welcome to the next episode of Empowered in My Skin and super excited today to bring you an episode with a guest expert, our medical expert. As a reminder, she is, first of all, our resident health, I just want to say, and wellness expert. She's a licensed chiropractor and acupuncture provider. She's been practicing in Richmond Hill since 2012. She's the owner, founder, and primary clinician at Trinity Chiropractic Health and Wellness. She's focused on providing patients with a holistic approach to health and wellness, which is what truly makes the clinic unique. The belief that true health deserves a multifaceted approach is the reasoning behind not only the clinic name, but at its core, their beliefs. She's passionate about her profession and believes in all aspects of preventative medicine, working closely with all of her patients, including moi, me, to ensure overall sense of relief and activities of daily life and extracurricular activities. Today's episode, we are going to focus on this. this we're going to focus our discussion on sleep, which, mm-hmm. if you recall, was number three of her 12 tips for health optimization, which I will share a link to that complete episode so that you can listen again. So please join me in a big, gigantic, humongous podcast welcome for Heather Chesnoka, Dr. Heather is in the house. Thank you again. Yes, thank you, my I love it. My body loves you. Everything about me loves you, girl. And likewise. I, yes, man. So it's awesome to get caught up with you. And I remember uh, we chose sleep as like the first episode of the first topic that we wanted to double click on. So really excited to get um, into this uh, into this with you. So let's just start with something really, really simple um, just for myself and the guests. You know, what is the connection between sleep and one's overall well-being? So that is a great question, and it is a loaded one. Um, it's not just the old additive sleeping it off. Uh, sleep is actually probably the most restorative. You're an athlete. I'm an athlete. Um, even if you're not, sleep is the most restorative because there's certain stages in your sleep cycle that are going to help promote um, human growth hormones. It's going to help, obviously, uh, with your insulin level resistance and and absolutely everything. So. Sleep on its own is when I'm discussing it with patients, it's, uh, I call it like the warm up for life. So, you know, when you're warming up at the gym and you're like, okay, I need to get the body moving and relaxed and ready for the activity I'm about to do. Well, sleep is the activity that you need to be focusing on before you can function in life. Because if you're not sleeping properly, it is linked to absolutely everything. One in seven Canadians suffer from insomnia, uh, sleepness, sleeplessness, increases the risk of heart attack, stroke, anxiety, diabetes, and overall overall mortality with someone that's sleeping less than six hours a night. 
That's a so, lot of stuff. And, you know, I actually, uh, I, I'm going to coin that quote. I love it. I'm not sure if you know the quote that you gave, but sleep on its own is a warm up for life. I love mm -hmm. that. And I love the analogy that you gave. And I truly do think it is like I personally, I, I, I'd love to get more sleep um, than I do. <laughs> so maybe you'll share some tactics as to how we could do that. I do get a lot of rest. Um, yeah. And actually, just curious, um, probably a little bit off sort of topic here, but um, do you believe there's a difference between sleep and rest? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. absolutely. So even as I was preparing for this, I'm like, I want to make sure I'm speaking 100% clearly because I'm mm. not an expert, obviously, on the meditation mm -hmm. brainwaves. I don't spend time in the lab. I'm clinical, right? Mm -hmm. So I was even researching, you know, the white papers on the difference of what happens to your brain during meditation versus sleep. Mm -hmm. So it might give a restorative process, but it's still not the same. Mm -hmm. You might be rested, feeling rested and whatnot, but you're not getting that deep sleep. So really what's happening, so there's four stages of sleep, and there's the REM, which is the rapid eye movement, which everyone's most common about, uh, familiar with usually uh and that's when we typically dream on the first three stages uh we'll go through like you know kind of that falling asleep process and you have where your body temperature is going to drop your heart rate drops and then we get into that deep sleep which is the third phase of sleep and where we spend the majority of our time well not majority of our time but uh, a good chunk of our time and that deep sleep is where we're actually focusing on restoration growth your immune system function starts to improve uh and that really it cycles throughout the night so we have to go through all this whole cycle throughout the night and the more the more times you do it the better you're tapping in mm. right so uh also in that that third stage that's when we're doing all the encoding and that processing and that information from the day Whereas in the REM sleep, which is a rapid eye movement where we're typically dreaming the most, uh, there's belief that that's where you're doing your problem solving. Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of interesting. So no, being rested is good, but it's not biologically the same process of what's happening during that sleep cycle. So just uh, maybe just to get your expert opinion on this. So one of the things, and, and we'll talk about some like hygiene, like I'm going to ask you next, what's the definition of sleep hygiene? But before we get there, so there's some things that I do that I recognize have enabled me to, to, to get good. Let me just say to, to get good sleep. That's what I would think. Right. Um, but I know that there's people that get more sleep than me mm -hmm. and they wake up feeling tired. <laughs> yeah. So I've always said that, not only do I get, I might not get a lot of sleep, but I get good restful. Like I get, I'm rested. When I wake up, I feel very rested. Like my eyes don't feel tired. You know, I, I feel like I'm reared, I'm ready to go. So what, what might be, what, you know, what might explain that? I always the thought it was just that I know how to get good rest. Yes, but it's also the stage of sleep, of that sleep cycle that you're waking in. Mm-hmm. So a typical sleep cycle, they say, is about 90 minutes, mm -hmm. okay? Like to do all four stages, so that, that cooling the body temperature, that th deep phase, and that REM sleep. Um, so the suggested time frame of that seven and a half hours or nine, eight, you know, that eight to nine hours, what they're really saying is that's technically five to six sleep cycles. So if a sleep cycle is 90 minutes and you're waking up, you know, um, you, you go through four cycles, right? That would be six hours, six and a bit hours, right? So if depending on when that person's waking up, so maybe they're setting their alarm because that's what they're supposed to be waking up at seven o'clock, but they haven't gone to bed 
at the right time or the alarm is going off at the inappropriate part in that sleep cycle Mm -hmm. that might mean they're more drowsy uh, because they're in that deeper phase versus the lighter phase. Mm. Mm. Right. And all that also comes back to uh, your cortisol levels and your melatonin levels. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So sticking sticking on that sleep pattern, the the 90 minute cycle, when we want to do naps in the afternoon, what do you recommend? What's a good time? Because you don't want, you don't can't nap for one for 90 minutes. You can, because that would be a full. No, no, what I mean is a lot of people don't have an hour and a half, right? Like, yeah. No. So that's where that like 15, 20 minute power nap. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of getting only into the first two and you're not going into that third phase. The key thing is not to get into that third phase, right? Because that's that deep, complete restorative sleep. Um, where your muscles are now shutting off mm-hmm. because you're not moving, right? Uh, so you want to avoid that. Okay, I so, think I've experienced so that. So that's where that 15-minute power nap mm-hmm. is perfect. Fantastic, 15 minutes, set your alarm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's uh, let's get into the definition of sleep hygiene then. Yes, um, and, then, and then we can even quote why. So sleep hygiene is really just about establishing good habits and routines, just like anything else in life, mm-hmm. right? I don't know about you, but as a culture, we, there was no emphasis on sleep. It was just, okay, it's bedtime, you go to bed, right? Mm-hmm. And at least we kind of grew up in a generation where there was not necessarily TVs and phones and we weren't being bombarded with things. Uh, maybe the TV on the main floor of the house, if you had more than one, maybe you had one somewhere else, right? But like, they, you weren't being bombarded with light and technology and sound, mm-hmm. right? So really sleep hygiene is, like I said, it's the same thing as that routine you're doing to prepare your body for potentially the most beneficial and restorative function throughout your entire day. Right. We can talk about nutrition, sleep, um, uh, hydration, everything else that we talked about, mm-hmm. but it's, if this is where we're recharging our batteries, mm-hmm. we, it's not just plugging it in, right. We need to make mm-hmm. sure that you know, there, there's, there's a certain set of process. So the sleep hygiene is the set of things to do to help ready your body for said activity. I'm using air quotes, but it's an activity, right? So how are we warming up for our our activity? Are you going to tell us? Yes, I am. Okay. (laughs) Okay, let's get in some some sleep, good sleep. Get out your notes, everybody. Get out your notes. So (laughs) this is where we want to start winding down. Okay. Um, And winding down, it's not necessarily, okay, you just want to go lay in bed. It's you've had a stimulating day. Let's take away that stimulus so your brain can now take those steps to get you ready. So starting at the six to eight o'clock at night, depending on the time of year and everything else is when that melatonin starts to peak in your body uh, to get you ready for sleep. Okay. Okay. So melatonin is one of the hormones that's related to light, which is why people take it for sleep to help you bring you down. Right. And then the counteractor is cortisol, which we'll talk about later. So you want to start preparing. So you want to make sure, and I, I say even half an hour mm-hmm. is a good spot. So you want to be doing relaxing and calm activities. You want to be getting ready for that stuff, uh, for, for sleep itself. So it could start with the brushing of your teeth, washing your face. Mm-hmm. Okay? Is, is sex but, good before sleep? <laughs> um, well, technically it's a physical activity, and they do <laughs> discount physical activity uh, I'm just asking because he's so <laughs> um, because it's obviously creating a spike, right? So it creates a heart rate spike, which then you're, it's an activity. It's a physical activity. Okay. 
So although it could be relaxing afterwards, yeah. um, those, those cool down hormones. So do it in the hour before. An activity. Yeah, in yeah. the hour before. Okay. Yeah, okay. I would say maybe two, and then you can do the cuddle and relax. Okay, hopefully right? my husband's listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but hey, you do you get you get what you can, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, that cooling down to get ready. So and that's when we want to make sure you're unplugging from technology, mm-hmm. right? You want to dim your lights because now, again, going back to that melatonin, because it's being released with darkness. If you have stimulating lights, which goes back to the technology before bed. It's stimulating you not to fall asleep, Mm -hmm. right? So we want to dim the lights uh, because your body temperature is also starting to drop uh, towards, especially in the the second stage of sleep. We want to make sure the room's a little bit cooler, Mm. right? So little things that you can do for that. Um, And just the winding down. So I say you're journaling, you're meditating, um, maybe reading a physical book, physical book not an ipad not a kindle something physical and that's because of how your eyes track mm-hmm. um and again the backlight mm-hmm. of a phone or, or some type, sort of technology um and just help really bring yourself down mm-hmm. right um i mean there's i would even say this is a good time to maybe do some gentle stretching mm-hmm. right? some restorative stretching you're getting into your comfy clothes. You're just, you're preparing yourself and take that half an hour to go. And it's, you're even process the day a little bit if you have to mm-hmm. by the journaling. Mm-hmm. And then that way, if you have one of those racing minds that's keeping you up because of stress, mm-hmm. you've already put it into the journal. You've done the mental diarrhea. You put it into the journal and you can go, okay, bye, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then you can focus on something else. Um, this is where breath work is also really good because mm. breath work, so deep breath work will help to bring the heart rate down mm. and prepare for sleep. So I, yeah. um, so there's one thing I, I will say that I don't do well. Well, I don't know if I don't do well, but I'll tell you what I do. So my phone, um, I do a lot of those practices, right? So my mm-hmm. alarm goes off and says, start getting ready for bed. Yeah. And then I have one five minute before I'm supposed to be in bed that says, get to bed, you know? <laughs> and, and so, um, but one of the things I find that really helps me is I do abstract stuff before I go to sleep so that I don't have any thoughts. Mm, yeah. So I like, I use a game called elevate and I do math, like whatever, like math games or I do wordle or something like that. Something that actually prevents me from thinking about whatever, just, and then I typically fall asleep as I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. But a lot, but I do do it on my phone, right? Because it is the phone app. But I, I mean, the backlit is low. Yeah. And I fall asleep. It, it, I mean, those are all still really good practices. I would choose, especially because if the bed is your sanctuary, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's not the stuff you want to be inviting into that, that environment. Mm-hmm. So you can think of it that way, defend the energy for that room for the purpose that it's supposed to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I mean, doing it on the couch beforehand Before. okay. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, now I'm going to go brush my teeth, wash my face or whatever it is your regular mm-hmm. habits are. And then you're, you're, you're defending that last even 20 minutes. Okay. I like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I start sometimes I've been transitioning with my meditation practice, but this is where I'll do that. Um, I'll maybe say my mantras and my goals for the next day. and just like repeating myself to bring myself down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, cause it, all it takes is one thing to s- spark an idea in your head. And then now you're dwelling on that. So you want to defend that last half an hour to help 
isolate yourself and um, take make make that your sanctuary. Obviously, uh, darker lights as well. I, um, darker Black, curtains, or yeah, blackout yeah. Curtains blackouts. Yeah, blackouts. Yeah, have an impact as well. Mm -hmm. um, the darker the room, again, because that all comes back to that melatonin, mm -hmm. right? And then as we age, we also don't uh, produce as much, so we need to really defend that as much as we can. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you covered a lot of gamut. I mean, you taught in in those examples that you shared. You covered sort of the conducive environment that we want to we want to um, like start to bring into our environments. Um, I have a, I do have a personal question for you. So you talked about bringing the temperature down. Yeah. And I've heard about things like sleeping naked, you know, make, um, setting your temperature in your house so that it's cooler during your sleep. I, we use a, 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 we have a hot blanket so that we're not getting into a warm, a cold bed. Um, okay. What are your thoughts around that? Originally, it would be okay because then if it turns it off and it's cooling down, your body's mm -hmm. kind of coming into it. It's like if that's what it takes for you to get cozy and want to get in, that's mm -hmm. fine. Now, if you're telling me you're sleeping. not sleeping well, yeah. maybe that's not the thing for you to do, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. the, the quality of your sheets is obviously going to have an impact, and like the firmness of your mattress mm -hmm. is going to have an impact. Like all of that has an impact on your environment. Like it's mm -hmm. your setup, mm -hmm. right? Um, what are your thoughts around weighted blankets? I haven't actually experienced them. I don't know. They kind of freak me out. Yeah, well, there's honest. different ways, right? <laughs> I mean, um, I understand why is that that snugness that mm -hmm. you have mm -hmm. from, from feeling something. Mm -hmm. um, the cocooning. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which goes back to the whole infantile mm -hmm. uh, wrapping thing. Um, see, I have a dog that sleeps on my bed that keeps things pretty low down. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> the, the, the weighted blanket for us is not the, the way to go. Um, but I will fully say, I haven't read all the research on what, I, I know the high level, yeah, why yeah. they say it. Mm -hmm. um, can I really speak clearly on that? Probably not. Mm -hmm. um, I know lots of patients that I've had that maybe suffer from anxiety that it's really helped with, mm -hmm. which is also kind of the catch-22, because all it takes is getting a better night's sleep to help with some of these mental health disorders, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. there's a strong link between disrupted sleep patternings mental health. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's one thing about, so you've kind of set it up. So set up your environment, get yourself ready and to get to bed. So like it's cause it's an activity, right? So you want to prepare for the activity, but then there's, how do you stay asleep? Right? Like then you talked about, you know, then there's all these circadian rhythms and how many cycles you go through in a, in a, mm -hmm. in a period of your sleep time. So how do you like any, any thoughts on how we can condition ourselves to stay asleep? And, so that, and what about, sorry, when we get up and go and use the washroom at night, or, or is it we avoid stuff like that? Like, are you somebody who recommends people don't drink water before bed? Like, what do you? I thoughts? would yeah. make sure your hydration is happening throughout the day, mm -hmm. so it's not happening. So t take take out the barriers that might disrupt you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Like hydrate when you can, and you have access to the bathroom right? Mm -hmm. um, limit liquids after a certain hour, depending on what time you're going to bed. So let's say you're going to bed at 1030, eh, maybe cut back around eight, right? You know, it's like no, no consumption of that. Don't eat late meals, mm -hmm. right? Which could cause digestive upset. Let the process happen before you have to go to bed as well. Mm -hmm. um, you want to make sure you're avoiding extra, uh, caffeine. Caffeine late in the day. Caffeine will say, okay, first of all, caffeine can stay in the system for up to eight hours. Mm -hmm. So Interestingly enough, too, unless you're making your food at home from scratch, 
caffeine does not have to be put on food labels. Mm. So you might be getting more caffeine in your day than you're even aware of, dark chocolate, things like that. Um, but even in just pre-manufactured foods, it's just going to have an impact on your, uh, your sleeping habits. So trying to avoid the caffeine, avoid the electronics, um, building that consistent schedule is also going to have an impact on your quality of sleep. Hmm. Wow. Routine. We like you just, routine. You just dropped something that we might need. I don't know if it wasn't part of your top 12, but we'll have to think back in the list, like the stuff that's hidden that we don't know about. <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah. You might have to let us in on some of that. So as we wind down and you've provided with so much, like just such a wealth of, of opportunity here for us to improve our sleep. So, you know, to wrap up, you know, how can, what are, what would you say is like the biggest tip that you would give somebody to start just to start today? Like if, if today they're not having really great sleep practices or they want to improve, you know, Dr. Heather, what would you say, try, like, these are the top ones that you want to like try to double down on. Yeah. And obviously this is going to be very generalized, right? Cause obviously if you're talking about other disorders, there's certain things. So like on a very high level general way to look at it um, would be, I want you to really defend that half an hour before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I want you to do slow and calming things. I want you to have a darker room. Okay. Uh, I, really, I, I want you to also have a fixed wake up time. So you're kind of counting backwards. So if I know I have to be up at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m., whatever it is, count backwards and make that routine. Just set those boundaries and establish that routine. Mm -hmm. Our body craves routine. So start building it step by step. Mm -hmm. And I know you'll read online, look outside, be like, oh, put your phone in a different room. I can't, I can't even do that. My phone is my alarm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I turn it an alarm clock. I have, oh my gosh, I have one, but it stopped working because the radio <laughs> part of it, it's as old as I am. Um, but yes, because uh, I like waking up to the, the, the voices on the radio because it's gradual, but, um, but I turn it face down, making sure it's on vibrate yeah. or mm-hmm. on a book yeah. even. So if it does go off, yeah, it's yeah. not waking me up, mm-hmm. right? Um, because again, that book that you should read if you need to instead yeah. of something else, it's, it's there. Um, so just really defend that last little bit and mm-hmm. wind yourself down for the activity. Mm-hmm. Don't get like wired that. up. Wind yourself down, not up. You heard it here. Wind yourself down, not up. Think of sleep as an activity. You've heard some amazing, amazing tips and tricks as to how you can actually improve your overall sleep hygiene. We've given you the definition of sleep hygiene. Um, we've given you some, you know, tactics that you can use and share, uh, just to improve your overall quality of sleep. We've explained how to get a great nap to refresh yourself during the day. And also to just understand that we, there is a sleep cycle. And so to be cognizant of, of that, and maybe when you wake up in the morning and on some mornings where you're not feeling so fresh and ready to go, it could be because of that. So something to actually think about and adjust as you go forward. Wealth of knowledge. Thank you, madam medical expert (laughs) i love it i love it and i'm really really excited about what we're going to come next we have so much other stuff to cover as as i mentioned i will i will list her i will share the episode to her dirty dozen but we could talk about self-care massages acupuncture stop multitasking sugar we could talk about sunlight and water sitting 
This is the new smoking movement. We could talk about screen and technology. We can go into socialization, the impacts of loud music, and just how to generally decrease stress. So we want to hear from you. If there's a topic that you want us to cover, please share it in the in the in the comments section. Head over to um, iTunes and leave us a review or email us at info at empowered my skin and let us know what you want us to talk about. But for now, this is where we both say bye-bye. <laughs> there you have it. I trust you are feeling more empowered in your skin. As the late Dr. Maya Angelou said, when you get, you give, when you learn, you teach. So it would mean so much for us at EIMS if you would share this episode and tag us or teach an insight that you took from today's episode on your socials and tag us. Feel free to leave us a review over at iTunes and follow us on social media at Empowered in My Skin. Finally, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you soon.